That's How You Feel podcast, a no-nonsense platform where we talk about life, how to know yourself, and let go of all that no longer serves you by shifting your perspectives one thought at a time and really opening yourself up to new possibilities. We have interviews with guests along with personal vulnerable stories from the host, as well as other topic discussions. On this platform, we hope that you find the answers that you're searching for. In the words of Marcus Aurelius, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. Keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments. How's it going, everybody? I wanted to get on and record an episode today that I feel like I should have recorded this episode like when I started this podcast. But as we know, it's like hindsight's twenty twenty, and it just evolves in its own natural way. But this is something that's the most crucial thing to learn on your healing journey and just life in general is this understanding of happiness. Uh, I woke up today and I was just kind of like reflecting on things. And this was like a big theme for me where I'm like, man, I'm happy. I'm good. And I've been happy and good for quite some time, but I couldn't really articulate how I knew I was happy and what happiness really meant for me. And it just, you know, it just always clicks for me some days where it's like, for me, happiness is a state of being. It's not a feeling or an emotion. And I think that's the number one thing that I think we've been lied to in many ways and kind of brainwashed and told what happiness should be. Where if you actually read the definition of happiness, it is like, I think it says a feeling of contentment or a feeling of satisfaction, which are really more of states of being. It's not an emotion where I think a lot of people have mistaken happiness for feelings of joy, bliss, uh, elation, euphoria even. And those are really fleeting, as we know, with emotions. And so if you're not feeling those kinds of feelings all the time, then you're not really happy. But if you think about the word contentment, what does content really mean? You know, you're just unbothered by anything. You're undisrupted. You're you're whole. You're complete. You're fully present. You are content with what is. Same with satisfaction, where satisfaction's not really a feeling either in the sense that like, I'm feeling satisfied, you know, it's more just kind of like something happened that has caused you to get to this place of satisfaction. And so usually it's again, like a byproduct of something that's happened for you that is now causing you to feel this state of being, of satisfaction. And so a lot of times is we mistake these you know, states of being for, you know, temporary emotions. And I think that's the the deep cause for a lot of people in their life is this pleasure seeking, constantly seeking happiness uh, because they are in this state of lack consistently. They think that they're not happy. And the only way that they can achieve happiness is if they do things that cause this response and reaction of those feelings and therefore experience happiness. But happiness is just really a truly about being present, about being fully here in the now. That is truly happiness. Because if that is your baseline in life, 
that means that there's plenty of things that can happen that where you experience those really high highs of euphoria and bliss and joy and stuff, but then you need to come right back down to your baseline and that's happy. And then the opposite can be said where you experience all of these really negative, terrible things, but you also then know, oh, but this is what my baseline happiness is. Like it's easy for me to identify what that baseline is that I know that it's possible for me to get back there. The problem is for a lot of people is they don't even have that baseline or they don't even know what that baseline is because they haven't been taught this before. They've been either severely traumatized in their life or had, you know, many things happen to them over a period of time that has caused them to get further away from that baseline and understanding themselves as well as just in our natural evolution, we change and we grow. Um, and then they never work on repairing that baseline to help them find that sense of balance in their life, that they're constantly just going off to do these pleasure-seeking things like we talk about. So think about this um, in more of like the emotion sense of like when you feel joy, you know, people will say like, oh, because it's like hanging out with like my friends gives me joy or like I went on this like, you know, trip and it brought me joy or like um, something had to happen basically in order for you to feel joy. But what about the rest of your day? Like, are you always with your friends 24-7? Are you always going on trips? No. So don't you want to be happy all the time? Or at least most of the time? Or think about people that, you know, like drown themselves in sorrow and self-pity and really stay in a negative state where they're like, I'll never be happy. Well, it's like with an attitude like that, for sure, no. But the whole point is that they don't even have like a baseline to understand that they could be happy they are just choosing not to be happy because they have no idea what what their baseline existence should ever be like they're just probably stuck in like this perpetual cycle of toxic thoughts in their mind of like telling them that life's terrible that life sucks and all this negative shit happens to them so it's really about finding this level of of presence where you know nothing is going on there, there's nothing that, that's really all that bad or all that good if you can be fully present. And when you can be fully present, that is the state, like we're saying, of contentment. And so I think it's, it's really challenging for a lot of people to get themselves to that level because they're just consumed by their thoughts. And then those thoughts affect their emotions, as we know. And then your emotions affects your behavior. And so it's just this vicious cycle of never training yourself to be still and enjoy the present moment and so just as like a you know personal example for me in my life like I said you know in, in many episodes where I don't think I ever knew what happiness really was you know I had moments of happiness in my life but as far as understanding what happiness as I just explained it to be was I never knew what that was because I just suffered a lot of traumas in my life that you know caused me to have a dysregulated nervous system from the jump that I was never going to understand where a, a baseline level of happiness was coming from because I was in this constant state of fight or flight mode that it was impossible for me to be regulated. And so it wasn't until like 2018 when I realized like my life sucks. <laughs> I got to change something and all I was manifesting is like I just wanted to be happy. That's all it was that I was causing happiness to be outside of me, that my state of lack and my perception of happiness was still wrong, that I was expecting that certain things in my life were going to allow me to finally be happy. It'd be like, oh, once I quit this job, I'll be happy. Once I end this relationship, I'll be happy. Once I go travel the world, I'll be happy. Once I do this, this, and that, 
It was always this something had to happen in order for me to be happy instead of figuring out what my baseline was. Like I was not staying still enough to just realize that nothing in the present moment was all that bad. Like I can't control anything that's happening outside of me. I can only control what's happening inside of me. And that was where I was failing in 2018 was to really be able to regulate myself where it was like my outside world was crumbling for the point of me to go within finally because I had been denying doing the work for so long that it had to take all these external terrible things to just shatter for me to finally do the work. And so, you know, at the end of 2018, I started getting that memo slowly. (laughs) I was still repeating patterns. It was still very fresh. 2019, I was really taking a new leaf. Like I was really like, I'm getting happy somehow, some way. But again, we're still doing these like pleasure seeking things that I was still believing happiness was outside of me or that I didn't have it yet. It wasn't that um, at that point I'd been already into some like spirituality shit and understanding myself a little bit better. But um, I was still thinking that I hadn't achieved happiness yet. Therefore, I was not happy as opposed to being able to recognize that when I'm fully present, that's the baseline of happiness. And therefore, I could be happy anytime I wanted to. Um, And then 2019 took like this wild turn of events for me. And like, you know, I learned so much, you know, that was like the full blown awakening process and everything. And, you know, then dark night of soul comes around. So once dark night of soul comes around, like, yeah, happiness kind of goes out the window. (laughs) Um, That's kind of the whole point is just like you're paying karma and you're really doing some deep shadow work. And so um the end of 2019 and all of 2020 was like dark night of the soul shit and like throughout 2021 still dark night of the soul shit where it was just like it was just constant death and rebirth for me constant opening and closing your cycles and shit and just really moving through a lot of things and it wasn't until 2022 that I got that I reached happiness where I was like I understand it now I got this shit and I remember you know, like talking to a lot of people that I hadn't talked to in a while. And even like my family, you know, like 2022 was like big with like my family and shit where uh, we had already been through the ringer and we're finally getting in like really good space. And like, you know, even now, like when my parents see me, they still say the same thing where they're just like, like, you're just so happy. Like it's, it's just so wild. And I was like, I am. And it's not like anything crazy shifts in my life anymore in, in that sense where I'm, doing anything more or extra to be happy it's just that I understood that being fully present in everything that I'm doing gives me this happiness that that I'm able to have this baseline all the time and not be easily disrupted by things that happen to me that I'm not worried I'm not stressed do I have it all figured out yet no but I'm not tripping on that like that's just life but my baseline is happiness And it's easy for me to get right back to it where I know when I'm out of alignment, I know how to get myself back there. And then when I'm having these really high highs, I don't take them for granted, but I'm not also like trying to cling on to them where I'm just like, but my baseline's always happiness anyway. So it doesn't matter where I'm just going to enjoy that moment fully for what it is. And when it ends, it ends and I go right back to a happy place. And so that's like the level of, of, of being that I think we're all striving for is to feel like that sense of contentment all the time. A sense of satisfaction, I feel like it's a little bit harder to achieve where to be fully satisfied means that you feel like you've, you've kind of reached this, this level that you have been seeking in many ways where contentment is just, you, you have accepted everything. 
But in honesty, like with, with satisfaction is you do have to get to that level of acceptance first to understand when you, you reach that next level, that is satisfaction for you. So it's really this um, dismantling of how we're kind of perceiving even some of these words to describe what it is that we're feeling are not always very clear. You know, it's like these are just words that people made up. But again, feelings are a whole range of emotions and even states of being aren't really something that we can always articulate so well. So sometimes words fail us um, in, t in explaining the way in which like you can be. So one thing that's really complicated for people um, is concentrating to be able to get to these levels of stillness. And that's really where true, true presence and happiness stems from is being still. It's not about, I'm going to go do all these fun, crazy things. And that makes me happy. You know, it's like, sure, it brings, you know, more levels of happiness to you, but that's not really happiness. It, it's really just those feelings of joy or excitement or something. Like when you're excited, you're not present because like you're, you're, you're in this different state of being. It, it's not really accepting, you know, everything as it is. It's like, you're kind of distracted in that excitement, you know, like think about like little kids that are really excited for Christmas. Like they can't wait to open up the fucking door. Like they're, they're so impatient and, and not really present in, in just having themselves like wait for something to come to them. They, they, they really want to go for it now, 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 now. So they're not present. So the feeling of excitement isn't really a state of, of happiness because you're you're not content with with your situation or same thing with like like an overwhelming abundance of joy like I just feel joyful again it's like you're stuck in that more euphoric state you're still not really present in that moment to really experience everything it's like people that are like really joyful or overwhelmed by stuff like they're distracted they're not really in the in the present moment of of their surroundings or, or connecting even like think about somebody like maybe um like they won an award or something and so like they're they're overcome by like joy and like they can't talk straight they can't like connect with anything they like forget things that's not being present so it's it these are really false beliefs that i think we've been taught for a long time of what what happiness truly is because happiness you could feel that way all the time but a lot of us don't really understand that that's possible. And the problem, like I'm saying, is that we keep doing things that we think are going to bring us that level of happiness, that we're constantly pleasure-seeking and going after things to force that kind of high for us. But that's fleeting, and we know it's very temporary. So it, it's something that's, that's not sustainable for us. It's not contentment. <laughs> so I think that's, that's the problem that we have, is just really understanding that um, we have to find time to be still in life, to be fully present and not have these expectations of how things should be and not trying to control every little detail that comes our way. Just like if you can get outside into nature, preferably, but even if like, let's say you live in a major city, but like you have like a porch or something like just stand outside and just start looking at things. Just start looking. And the more that you can kind of just like focus and really be there in the present moment where you can even feel your feet on the ground and you can feel like the the wind on your face you can hear all the weird little noises going on in the background but you just start noticing things you just start focusing like oh, maybe you're looking at some people and you're just observing them oh maybe you're looking at the clouds or like those buildings you're like wow that building's really big or something where you're just like you just start noticing stuff a lot more when you can just be still 
but you're not easily disrupted. And then you start to notice that anything else that was in your mind before goes right out the door. It's just not there anymore, where you're not consumed by your fears, your insecurities, your anxieties, the future, the past, whatever. You're just fully present in the now moment. Then the easier it is for you to start focusing on the things that actually matter in your life. The more that you can be fully present of just observing, then it's easier for you to apply that in other areas of your life. Because I think when you tell people, like, you should just meditate, and somebody goes, sits crisscross applesauce on the ground, closes their eyes, and starts having a freak out. Like, that's so much more common for people of being like, wow, this is actually terrifying, like, being alone with, like, my thoughts and stuff. That's not really a healthy way to, like, encourage people to find stillness as opposed to being like, okay, so I know that I have an overactive mind or, like, I have all this trauma that I've been carrying for a long time or I have these fears, these insecurities, you know, just like your monkey mind just going crazy 24-7 and you try to tell them, like, go sit alone with your thoughts in, like, a dark room for an hour. Hell no, they ain't going to do that shit. So I think, like, maybe a better approach for a lot of people is to take time to be still in your day. And you don't even have to close your eyes, but just observe, just start looking at things. And the more that you can even get out into like real nature though, and just like look at a flower, just take your time to look fully at a flower. You start to see like all the, like the petals, like have this like curvature to them, all the like, you know, little pollen buds and stuff like stems. I'm really not great at describing things scientifically. Um, but either way, just like you just start examining like the fullness of like what that flower is. And you're like, holy shit, this is beautiful. This is amazing. And you're not thinking about anything else. It's a great state of being it's a it's a state of happiness it's contentment it's it's you're not trying to to think about anything else or control anything you're just really present and enjoying that moment for what it has to offer you i think that's a great way for people to start learning the practice of stillness so then they could go sit crisscross applesauce and go deep and get in some different levels of consciousness but you experiencing life through that stillness is still consciousness expansion that's still meditative to a certain degree so I think that's um, something that we should just instill in people a little bit more instead of being like all these like frou-frou, super uber spiritual communities, like you have to do it this way. No, it's like, yes, that has worked for a long time for a lot of people. It's like, yeah, I can meditate like that and it's super therapeutic for me. But sometimes the best things in life for me of getting to a sense of stillness and happiness is when I just stay still and I get fully immersed in nature and I don't do anything. I'm just experiencing it and having all of, of my receptors kind of cleared in that way where it's like I start to smell things better. I start to see things more clear. I start to hear things that I never thought I could hear. I could really feel everything. Like I'm tuned the fuck in. That's I think a better level for a lot of people to achieve than to just be worried about like, oh, I want to see like visions in that state of meditation or I want to free my mind and stuff. It's like, absolutely, those are all accessible to you. But for a lot of people, it's almost impossible to achieve that level of, of consciousness, you know, right off the bat. And so by being able to de- dedicate some time to yourself of just being fully still and fully present in, in, in focusing on something is going to be a lot easier for you. And so, um, yeah, I, I would suggest, you know, doing something like that of being able to go outside and just observe stuff. And, you know, maybe after a while, it's like you, then you can start closing your eyes and then just start focusing on hearing things or focusing on smelling things, like just focusing on your breath even. That's how you start to learn how to be meditative. 
And once you can achieve that, then you could actually go into more of like the spiritual practices. Uh, but sometimes just jumping straight in is too difficult because then again, it's like you're still never achieving that state of contentment where it's like you're trying to make meditation like this chore. Like, of course, it's training and it's an exercise for you, but you're still, again, happiness is outside of you as opposed to being able to be still and just examining and enjoying that present moment. That's actually a state of happiness and contentment. So I think that's a better way of um, kind of understanding life where we can achieve happiness at any given fucking time, but we choose not to. And the moment that you realize that happiness is actually more of a choice, then it makes it easier for you to make the choices to help you get to that level of happiness a lot easier. Uh, another you know, suggestion that works for some people, maybe you don't like going outside. I don't know, there's people that really don't like nature and shit. So um, another meditative practice that a lot of like spiritual people do is reading uh, a passage one word at a time and you meditate over that one word. Like you don't skip to the next word. You have to focus, laser focus on that one singular word word until you feel like you've absorbed that word and you don't even have to like really read it in the sense of like you're like focusing on like what does this word mean what does this word represent like yes you can do it that way but you can really just stare at that word like just just stare at it and you don't have to like even say it or whatever it's just like you're being fully present and then you move to the next word and you keep doing that because what it is it's kind of just training you to kind of tune out the distractions and put your full attention into something where you start to notice it's like I no longer even like hear things anymore. I no longer am distracted by anything that's going on around me. I'm no longer consumed by anything that's happening outside of just staring at this one word. Like really really laser focus on this one little word and it helps you just kind of free up your free up your mind. And it's a really interesting practice. It's honestly very difficult. I'm not going to lie, but as someone that has like dyslexia, it, I think that's probably more so for me. Um, but for others, I know it really works for them too. So there's several different practices that you can try, but finding stillness is I, f I think a far better way of achieving happiness than by doing a lot of things. Because you can be doing a lot of things and adding no value to your life. That you're constantly still out of alignment. That you're not in this state of just being. And, and that's our, our true state in all honesty as like humans is, is just the state of allowing. Be, be fully present and fully uh, in the now moment. And that's how like the beautiful things start showing up for you. It's like whenever I'm out in nature or even on a walk or anything, it's like just beautiful things open up for me that I never thought I would see, you know, that I'm so fully, in, you know, in the present moment of enjoying what it is that I'm doing, that I'm not distracted by anything. And sometimes I could still have thoughts like coming in and out of my mind, you know, but it's like, again, like filtering where I'm like, okay, is this true? No. Nope. All right, move it past future whatever where i'm no longer bothered by things where it's like the thoughts can become bombarding in but am i emotionally getting out of alignment anymore for those things not really it's like i'm able to like quickly move it back and be like i know what my my baseline is i know what happiness is and so i'm always able to get back to that line now whereas before it's like yeah that definitely wouldn't have happened so it's really understanding what that baseline is for you and for a lot of us it's really being able to to be fully present in, in, in the present moment for yourself. And maybe you do that through, you know, your work, your acts of service and other things for a lot of people. Like if you have like passions and hobbies, that's like a great way to feel like that baseline of happiness where, you know, for like people that are like artists or writers, you know, like just having something where your full attention is put onto it and you're not like easily distracted by anything and you feel like 
you're just in it. That's that's a state of allowing. That's a state of being. That's a state of contentment. That's happiness. And you don't always have to be doing anything, but for some people, that's the only way that they feel that baseline. And so once you understand like that that baseline is achievable, then you can start applying that in other areas of your life where maybe you do feel out of alignment when this thing happens or something. You just start changing and shifting things up so you know what um, how to get to that level easier for you. And so I think that's like the best way to kind of describe happiness in my, for, for me personally, of like what I've come to understand and what I know what isn't happiness. The things that I once thought were, were supposed to bring me happiness never did. And even though I thought like, you know, people are tell you all the time, it's like, oh, you know, like, you know, partner will fulfill you or money will fulfill you or career will fulfill you and stuff. It's like, sure, those can add value to your life. And sure, they are levels of happiness and contentment, but they are not the source of it. Because if any of those things go away ever in your life, you're still stuck with you. <laughs> so you need to find happiness within where anything can be happening to you, at you, and around you. Anything can come and go as it pleases, but you have that baseline of happiness. That should be everybody's goal in life. That should be like the number one thing you manifest on this journey. That should be the thing that you work at every single day um, on this journey. This should be the, the main goal in your life if you aren't already achieving it and to be able to work towards that so you can experience the world truly as it is and not be derailed when when things happen to you like we're gonna have good days and we're gonna have bad days and getting out of alignment but if you actually know what your baseline is of happiness you will always be able to get back there because you know what it feels like you have achieved it before so let that be like your guiding compass in all of this where you know pleasure sinking is only gonna make you feel empty after a while it's only gonna lead you back to having to go within it always leads back to the self. So it's the one thing about the journey. It's like you can never be truly derailed from your journey. You're going to like take some twists and some turns and stuff. But it always comes back to the self. That's it. You are your medicine. You are your solution. You are your answer. You are the prayers to your own fucking prayers. You know what I mean? Like you are the answer to everything in your life. You are that powerful. So if you're able to just like remember that always and go within to do the work, then nothing else matters. Everything else is just an additional bonus in your life at that point once you've reached that level of full contentment. So as always, keep shifting your perspectives and finding the delights in everyday moments. Love and light, Kate.